Hi, I'm Dallas Billington, and I want you to know that we're starting a new church in the Akron-Canton area called City Church. Hopefully in March, we're going to be able to tell you more about that, about what we want to do. But you know, we want to bring the love and the light of Jesus Christ to hurting people. If you're honest with yourself as you're watching this tonight, I know there's some area in your life uh, that maybe you're scared about, maybe you're hurting, and you need hope. I want you to know that Jesus, through His Word, through the power of the Holy Spirit, will give you hope in anything that you face. And that's what we're going to do when we worship each and every week, when we open up God's Word. You're going to be able to leave each and every Sunday knowing that you have hope through Jesus Christ. So I hope you'll stay tuned next week. We'll be able to give you more information about our church and where we're going to meet. Thanks for being with us. Well, we're uh, glad you're with us today, and uh, we're going to look at continue the series on no doesn't always mean no, and uh, let's open up in prayer. Father, we are just so grateful last Sunday that we, as we saw that video <clears throat> from five years ago that you birthed City Church, and uh, Lord, we're grateful, Lord, to see what you're doing, what you've already done, and what you're going to continue to do. Lord, in the lives of people today that are here, may they understand that no doesn't always mean no and how important your timing is in our life. And, uh, and Lord, may we just trust you today. We all come with something different on our hearts. And, Lord, we know that you woke us up today because there is hope. There's hope in you Jesus, when we see you in any area of our life, we know you can change anything. You can give us the peace that we need, and you can guide us through whatever we face. And no doesn't always mean no. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> you know, I've got to apologize for something last week. I got in trouble after the service. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm rolling when I'm speaking, okay? And I didn't mean this when I said it, but I said it. And I said, you know, uh, just like older women when they're in their 70s. <laughs> Boy, did I, I hear it after the service. So, uh, you know, 70 is the new 50, okay? Hey, there you go. How's that? <clears throat> okay. Whew. All right. I couldn't wait to get that over with uh, from last week to today. Whew. Boy, all right. <laughs> hey, um, you know, there's a lot of reflection, just amazing, all the, just the great crowd we had last week and even today, but uh, with it being the anniversary. And, I, and, you know, I couldn't help but think that as we start and going into our, going into our sixth year that I wanted Jim and Lisa to come up because I wanted to ask them a couple questions uh, since without where they're at, Jim and Lisa, without Jim and Lisa and Jesus, the church... Uh, wouldn't be here. And uh, I don't know, I forgot to get to get the other mic, Jim. Okay. And I just wanted to ask him a couple questions as we look to God's word today and how that uh, in your life and my life, we'll have people that are so important that we're going to look to the Lord's word in a minute. Oh, there they are. Oh, they are. And, uh, and those, and, and, each and every one of you, how that we need each other. And so, no doesn't always mean no. And God's timing with that phrase 
wherever you are in your life. So, uh, you know, I'm going to go back five and a half years. No, I'm going to go back about six and a half years, and I would run into Jim and Lisa. Uh, I couple different places I spoke, or I think I did, didn't I do one of your relatives? Our neighbor's wedding. Your neighbor's wedding, and then I did one of, the, one of your relatives' wedding too, right? Yeah, niece. And then I'd run into a couple different places, and so I have always been curious. I've talked to them about it. I want them to share with you uh, as we look to God's Word today and how important it is, and it will f- bring us in with a message, how important it is that we have each other. So... Who wants to go here first? I'll start. Okay. So I wish I could say we were altruistic about it, but we are pretty selfish in the fact that uh, just how timing is perfect with God. So we were going through a time, I won't go into detail, but we're going through a time in our personal lives where we were lay leaders at a church running a children's ministry, kindergarten to second grade. And our oldest daughter was in middle school program and and their Sunday school. And we were having some concerns with the things that were going on in the department. So we kind of went through the protocols and went to the leaders of the department, then start going to pastors and you go to your head pastor and um, talking about some of the concerns that we have. And so it was kind of put to us and pretty bluntly in the fact that we are no longer welcome uh, at the church. So... The church that Lisa grows up in, the church that I'm baptized in or gets saved in, you think, I'm going to be here forever. And so actually another pastor calls me and says, how you doing? How do you think I'm doing? I don't know where I'm going to church on Sunday. And so that kind of set us in a motion of months of going to different churches, which was a great experience because we saw a lot of good churches out there. But what really hit us was we would ask ourselves the question. We'd look each other in the car and say, could you have gotten saved today? And the answer was no. All the churches we would go to because they didn't talk about salvation. They didn't, there wasn't an altar call. And so God really pressed upon our heart every time we saw Dallas. Dallas, you need to start a church. You're back. And, and, and God's really talking to us. And he's like, you know what? He goes, I'm going to. But if I do it, it'll be good. If God does it, I'm waiting on him. It'll be great. And so we kept saying, all right, you know, but then finally it was, and then we'd see him over and over and talk about it. Finally, we go to dinner. Um, yeah, and, and this it, was over a period of like, I don't know, a year, year and a half yeah. at least. So, go so ahead, then Jim. finally we get to Jan- mid-January of 2014, <laughs> and we're going to meet Dallas for dinner. And I tell you, I feel like God really pressed upon our hearts. You've you got to be forceful. You've got to be adamant. And, and <laughs> finally I'm like, Dallas. What's it going to take? I go, listen, you preach, we'll do everything else. <laughs> Thinking, they didn't, know what, they didn't know what they got into. What else is right? involved, really? <laughs> and so he was like, I mean, later he told us the Holy Spirit was like, what are you waiting for? Huh. And so he was like, yeah, let's do it. And so every Friday night we met in our house. And so in, that, in our dining room, we did that. I said, let's do a video and we'll put it on YouTube and we'll publicize yeah. it. Not thinking the fact that I, mean, I truly only with God. I mean, he had a book. He brought with us a book. He goes, hey, here's what I'm things I've been writing down. I already got a name. I already got all this stuff. And, <laughs> and we're like, you know what? In two and a half months, you do, do, you do not open a church without God being in the front of it. Mm-hmm. And so truly think about all the years that Dallas went through of all his struggles, thinking that God is still going to use him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he does. It's just we got to wait on God's timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, you missed a few things. <laughs> I missed all, I was trying to go fast. <laughs> that video, I think, was like two takes. Dallas did it in two takes. Did I, like, okay, I'm done. Okay. So, I thought that was pretty good, actually. He didn't even 
write anything out, or it just came from his heart, which mm. that's what he's all about, is mm. his heart. Um, I remember Dallas looking at me saying, I have the big, and he even made it, the big D on me. He said, who's going to listen to me? <laughs> so, I mean, just remember, whatever you mm. go through, don't let, you know, that affect that you, mm. you know, Satan wants to put us down and feel like just because we've done so many things, we're, none of us are perfect. By God's grace, every day we need God. So mm. don't give up and don't let that, I mean, if he would have thought that, we would never be here. Mm. And he did say that. And it, you know. Well, and how um, many people have come up to him and said, you know what I'm going through. And so that's the thing that God allows us. And we think about that, the, the turmoil and the stuff that we go through in our lives. I always say that to our kids back in the church, I said, what's our job as Christians? They're like, to tell others about Jesus. And I said, and you sometimes use, they're like, your words. Our actions, our attitudes, our behaviors speak volumes. I always tell the kids, I could, I could come over and tell Lisa I love you and punch her. But my actions speak louder than my words. And that's how it works in school and in our lives. The things that happen, God is going to use for his glory. We just have to come from the frame of mind of, okay, Lord, through this valley I'm going and you're going to help me get through it with you. Only with you. But Dallas, he's the most genuine person I know. Every time we meet with him after he leaves, I say to Jim, we're awful people. Oh. <laughs> Dallas, he never says one bad word about anybody. He loves you guys so much. He is always texting me. So everybody's on his heart. He wants mm. me to give, he would give everything away if he could. <laughs> and so, I mean, this man here, pray for him. Pray for all our pastors. We are such a lucky church. You have no idea what these guys are like. They are so, they're the real deal. They really are. So. One thing of God's timing, we started meeting and then literally within weeks, Pastor Ernie retires, you know? Yeah. And like literally that next week, he's like, I got a new job, you know? And so I mean- We tease him, he's retired, but he works now than he ever has. <laughs> works more than ever, you know? So, and Pastor then- Brent, Pastor Ben, I mean, seriously. Amazing, amazing guys. We are very lucky as a church. You don't see that. We've seen it. We don't see that in churches. Oh, and think of all the path that we go. I mean, literally out of the blue, I think maybe it was from the video, but out of the blue, Jimmy McFarlane calls from Arizona. I mean, you know, mm. you talked about this, but yeah. we're like, who's going to do worship? Yeah. We're like, well, we could put a cassette tape in or a CD in and just yeah. play. I mean, but that's, that's literally how it started. Amen. So and then he leaves and then Ben steps up and... Amen. So. so, all right, we all right, all right. Yeah, we gotta go teach. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, you guys. All right. Thanks, all right. <clears throat> you know, I didn't. I asked them to say whatever the Lord put on their heart, and this is where I want to go with us today. You know, um, it, we need each other, and somehow <clears throat> the Lord takes you, uh, someone that's in your life, someone that you know that you're close with, that's a believer. Uh, someone that uh, you didn't know maybe was going to step up when you're going through what you're going through in your life right now, but you met them years ago. And this is how the Lord works. And this is what's so powerful with this, these verses that we're looking at today. Uh, this is what Lisa and Jim just said. This is, this is a team effort and how the Holy Spirit works in that way. So this is a great passage today. And I, I want to encourage you today, no doesn't always mean no. And if you're at a point in time in your life, here's what the devil does. The greatest tool we know that he uses against us, it, he is an accuser of the brethren. And when does he do that the most? He does it the most when he 
isolates you, when he can get you alone. We're looking at a story today who a man was paralyzed, but he was completely healed. And we know Jesus did that. But what was the process along the way? In Mark chapter 2, Mark chapter 2, listen to this story. I'm just going to read the whole narrative. Speaking about Jesus in Mark chapter 2, and again he entered Capernaum after some days and was heard that he was in the house. Immediately many gathered together, in other words, in that house where Jesus was, so that there was no longer room to receive them. People were outside the doors uh, or outside the door. They were all around the house, and you couldn't even get in even close to the house. There was no longer any room. And he preached the word to them, and they came to him bringing a paralytic who was carried, let me say this again, who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, why does this man speak blasphemy like this one? Who can forgive sins but God alone, knowing that Jesus is God? He came to this earth as the Son of God. But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, why do you reason about these things in your heart? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you, or say, arise, take up your bed, and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And here it is again. Immediately. Immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went out of the presence of them so that all were amazed and glorified God, saying, we've never have saw anything like this. Here's what I want you to get today out of this story. I want you to know that most of us in life will go through periods of time. And when you go through that, you can become isolated. The one who is paralyzed, from what I can get from the story, was by himself. What were his thoughts? What was he thinking of? What was going through his mind? I believe the same thing that goes through all of our minds today. Man, how am I going to get... It's the same thing. Another day, it seems like forever. And another day, and he's there paralyzed. And, and weeks go by. And months go by. And he's telling himself all these thoughts that this is, will just be. A part of his life. I want you to know today that God is willing to do uh, great things in your life. It doesn't matter where you feel that you are inadequate, or you look in the mirror and you feel like you're not qualified, or you've done this or you've done that. Just like myself starting a church, how can the Lord use me through what I had been through? But Jesus doesn't look at you that way. 
He wants you to know that he has unbelievable plans for your life. But we can all get to the place, in this place, wherever you get to, that you can't pull yourself out of. I believe all of us have been there. That's where he was. But all of a sudden, four of his buddies show up at the door. This is what's so important that I tell everyone, you know, about being here or about having close friends and brothers and sisters in Christ that believe like you do. Because here's what's so important. There will be some time in your life, I don't know when it's going to be, a tragedy, a heartache, an illness, a loss of job. I don't know what it is, but there will be some time in life to where you can't pull yourself up. You can't do it. You've got to rely on somebody else's faith. It just, it just is what it is. So all of a sudden, they show up, and they say, listen, you don't have to do anything. We're going to carry you to see Jesus. That's what's so important. What I'm here to tell you today, if you don't get anything else out of this message, is don't, don't, don't isolate yourself. I want you to know that a brother and sister in Christ in your life that the Lord has brought in your life years ago, and they're still there. And you, you're always maybe had good times to go do whatever, but there come there, there came a point in time that something happened, and we needed to rely on each other. But here's here's what we tell ourselves: I don't want to bother anybody. I don't know if that could even help. It's it's too much. But the Lord wants you to know that he has brought people in your life years ago that are going to carry you to Jesus. That's what's so amazing about a church family. What's so amazing next to the worship and then we hear the word of God is that when you see each other that you haven't seen for a week or a couple weeks, that you, hey, how you doing? You hug each other. What's going on? You don't know the dynamic that goes on at that point in time. How you doing? I'm praying for you. What's going on? We need that. And the devil will do anything and everything that he can to stop you from being around your brothers and sisters in Christ. I know so well because it's what happened to me. I didn't want to be around anybody. I was ashamed. I was disappointed. I was exhausted. I was tired. I thought, I... I what am I going to say? What am I going to do that's going to change the situation? But I had someone, Jim and Lisa, that wouldn't stop. I had others who I talked about last week that are there, still there in my life. I had people I can see now that I'm speaking. If it wasn't for them, I don't know where I would be today. Jim and Lisa would not stop those times that I ran into them, those times that we talked Dallas, when are you going to start a church? When are you going to start a church? What's it going to take? What's it going to take? What's it going to take? I'm here to tell you today that you and I, we're here to hear this message. Maybe you're good right now. But you're here to hear this because there's a point in time that you need this or you need to be 
One of those four men. Why did Jesus, why did Jesus give us the narrative and the story took place that there were four men? Because each one of them, I believe this, each one of them brought something different to the person that they loved that was paralyzed than the other person. You, you have those good friends in your life, and you know when you talk to them, someone will bring an insight to you that the other person won't. It's just the way it is. Someone will say something that the other person didn't say, nothing right or wrong, but that's why we need more than just someone. Someones are too busy. You can't just have one. You've got to need a, you have to have a few people in your life. I'll never forget a, a buddy of mine, and he's up in Cleveland. I don't, don't see him too much, but, but as I was going through this, Timmy uh, Smith, Timmy would, would call me, and we would always meet at the bagel shop, and he would always sit there, and if you know Timmy, I love Timmy, but uh, Timmy likes to talk. And he talks. You know, he just likes to talk. I love the guy, but he just likes to talk. But I'll never forget after a conversation with him, he, had, he said something years ago that is so in my spirit to this day. He'll never know what that, what that meant. Why? Because he knew me. He knew me for a long time. And the Lord led him to say exactly what I needed to hear. He was a brother in Christ. Here's where we are today. We're either the paralyzed person or we're one of the four. That's who we are. Now, I don't know which one you are today, but I know you are one or the other, and many of you are the paralyzed. What did they do? Jesus said the reason why that the paralyzed man was healed it says that. Go, let's look at it again. If I, let, me, let me find it down here. It says, uh, when it says, verse 3, they came by the, the four men. It goes further down, and Jesus forgave him. But he, he says, because of the faith of the four, the paralyzed man was healed. That's amazing. Because of their faith. I want you to know, I give you permission today to know that sometimes you get to the place that you've got to have someone else. And when you're down on your back, and, and that person or people will take you to Jesus, and Jesus will heal whatever is going on in your life. Because there's sometimes we, we just have to have each other. We need each other. That's why the Lord Jesus Christ birth created the local church to save people but to help each other as we get through this life we need each other it's amazing that their faith was so great that they were willing to do anything anything to see him made whole God's word tells us they actually they didn't stop that's who we need. You know, here's why. You know what? We're all, we're all pretty stubborn. You don't want to admit it. I don't want to admit it. But we're pretty stubborn. And you know what you say to those people in your life and I do? Oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm getting through. Yeah, okay. I'm good. You need to show up at their door. <laughs> and you need to say, you're going with me. Whether it's church 
whether it's to dinner, I don't know what, but you're going with me. That's who we need to be in people's lives. Their faith was so strong when they got to the house that they didn't say, oh, <clears throat> sold out, can't get in, I guess we'll come back another day. Their faith was so strong and belief in who Jesus was. They went on the side of the house where many times they had steps on those adobe brick houses that would go up to the rooftop. Up to the rooftop, and, and whether they were, they were like block or thatched roofs. And they, could you imagine you're hearing Jesus speak? And it, like, you know, he's up speaking today, and all of a sudden, you know, there's dust and dirt and everything flying down through here, and the guy's being lowered down. You know what the first thing comes to my mind? They, they didn't care at all what anybody else thought. That's a good friend. That's a brother in Christ. They don't care what's going on or anything about what's happening, what you're like, what you're doing, what you're going on, how you look, anything. You're going to see Jesus. And they take you there. They take him through. And Jesus says, you are healed because of the faith of your friends. It's an amazing passage. I want you to know today, God's timing in many ways can be worked in your life. No doesn't always mean no, not because of where you are, but where he's working and he's going to take other believers in your life and it's going to intersect to where you'll be healed, God will be glorified, and other lives will be changed. That's what the Lord wants to do. Let's look at this one more passage and we'll close. In the book of John, chapter 6. How does it work then? How does it work? Jesus tells us it all comes together in John, chapter 6, in verses 63 through 64. It's the Spirit who gives life. Flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who would betray him. It's the spirit who gives life. We're meeting at Musica, and uh, the Lord was blessing, and I don't know if you could see the couple hundred people there or what it was, and with a month, we'd outgrown it, and we didn't know what we were going to do. Well, Tony Tropy comes to me, and he said, Dallas, he goes, I got to tell you something. So we're downtown Musica. <clears throat> this is on a Sunday um, in, in, I think it must have been May, Sunday, uh, Sunday in May, in uh, 2014, he goes, I got a problem. I said, what's going on, Tony? Tony's so gracious. They shared last week how he let us meet there for free and always be indebted to him for that. <clears throat> he said, we didn't realize, but we had a year ago in this venue of all days, <clears throat> next Sunday, next Sunday, there's a wedding in here. And I went, okay. So... I mean, what was I going to do? Couldn't do anything. So what did I do that Sunday? I announced to the church 
<clears throat> brothers and sisters in Christ, here's where we're at. Here's where we're at. We don't have a place to meet next week, but I don't know what we're going to do, but uh, through Facebook, through email, from, just, just look. We'll, we're going to show up somewhere. And so here's what the Lord did. <clears throat> we ended up meeting in uh, Green High School, but through that, all, uh, you, all of us were all looking. See how it took brothers and sisters in Christ. We were all looking, and someone says, hey, uh, there's this great place that a, a church was meeting at, and they moved out this place, Tadmore. He had to check it out. You know, God knows what he's doing. Isn't it amazing? I just want to remind you that today. The Lord knows what he's doing. And the Lord set up his timing. No doesn't always mean no. Just because we were turned down for that week at music, God had set in motion where we would be for the next several years or whatever. Right here. And if we didn't get it now before someone else would get it. So he nudged. See, that's what the Lord does. So good. He's not going to push you. But he's going he's to nudge you sometimes. You're going to feel it in your spirit. You're going to know that, that what's going on is of the Lord. And so here's what, I'm, here's what I want, want you to know today. Let him do it. Don't get so down and so discouraged that that's it. It's over. It's sold out. It's done. There's nothing you can do about it. No is no. No, I'm here to tell you as a believer in your life, whatever you see is done. And oh, no doesn't always mean no. I don't know what that means in your life, but the Lord had you here for a reason. He's intersected you today in your faith just the way that he had all those believers in our life years ago look all throughout. And what we didn't know, what I was discouraged about at first we were running out of room down there. The Lord said, you're going to need a bigger place, and you're going to not be able to figure it out at the beginning, but you're going to look back and say, wow, look what the Lord did. That's what I want to close with today. The Spirit is life within you. Colossians 1.27 says, the mystery is what? <clears throat> Excuse me, Christ in you. The hope of glory. We're reminded every week, our spirit, Jesus lives within. The devil is going to push you hard to the ground, and he's going to step on you after you're down there, and he's going to tell you, no, you're never going to be at peace again. You're never going to be fulfilled again. It's never going to be. It's never, 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 no. But through the power of Jesus, God's timing no doesn't always mean no. And I just want you to know today, wherever you're at as we close, that the Spirit gives life. Jesus gives life. And where you're at today, what you see is impossible. It is impossible without Jesus. But with his Spirit within you, he gives you and I, life, abundant life. And through his spirit, I close with this. Wherever you're at, your life's not over. The joy of the Lord is my strength. 
And you might be just that person that knocks on the door of your brothers and sisters in Christ and picks them up and says, hey, here's what you need to do. You might be one of the four, or you might be the guy laying on the ground that can't move. Either way, Jesus wants you to know that he's going to heal you, that your faith can be made whole, and he's working right now. And his timing is coming together. And when it's time, as Revelation 3 says, and I close with this, when God opens a door, it's always open. The devil can't shut it. It might not be in my time or your time, and you might be confused and not be able to figure it out. But trust Jesus today. Don't be like the ones, as Jesus said, those that don't believe in me. Trust him today. Believe who he is and watch what he will do when no doesn't always mean no. Let's pray. So our heads are bowed today. Um, quietness of the day. The Holy Spirit is speaking to some of you not to give up. Don't give up. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid to pick that phone up and call brother and sister in Christ and let them pray with you or you do the, the same with others. There were four men who picked up their buddy. The Lord has those people in our lives to carry us at times when we can't be carried. We can't walk on our own. And you know what I'm here to tell you today? I'm here to give you the permission to let you know that it's okay. It's okay to admit that you're hurting. It's okay. Because that's when Jesus really can work. And he'll bring along a brother or sisters in Christ Maybe you met him years ago. You didn't know, just like Timmy, a word that was so, so spoken in my life. You got those Timmys in your life. You've got those Susies in your life. And God's timing, they're going to tell you, you're going to be okay. And I'm here to pick you up. I'm going to put you on my back. And you can piggyback on my faith for a while. Fathers, we come to you today. Lord, we're so grateful that you are the God of miracles. We, we, we're just not going to do anything else today but come before your feet and trust you. Believe who you are. And to know that you can do any miracle that you want to do in our life. We just have to believe in the spirit. Your spirit that is within us has been led us today in worship gives life father we thank you today if there's someone here that you're <clears throat> knocking on the heart you're knocking they don't know you as their savior lord we ask today that they would step out by faith a friend would bring a friend or a family member and jesus they would come to know you as their savior and all i've got to do is believe say jesus i believe you're the son of god and I ask you to come into my heart.
Lord, to forgive me for all of my sins. I ask you, Jesus, right now. Father, we ask you if there's one here today, may they do so as Ben leads us. May they come forward as we give an invitation as we do every week to accept you in Jesus' name. Amen.